Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Hey, it's a me, I'm <laughs> oh, Luigi. Man, I'm a Luigi. Get used to this. I'm a- I'm a company of man. Yes. Huh? <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, a bigger hit for Universal. A fantasy life, hey, huh? Yeah, yeah. Sure. That's Absolutely. me. It's oh, a me, Epa Mario. The talented guy, Sister Jahan Dotson. And what's exciting to a me, to a Luigi? 70% of his receptions over the last two games have come in the slot. In the slot. You understand? And so when you think about this, a matchup with the Patriots. Oh, the New England, the Patriots, and the middle of Belichick. Is Luisa right. or a character on the wire? I don't know. <laughs> Just to go with it. Anyway, over the last four weeks, the Patriots uh, have ranked bottom ten in terms of most fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. <laughs> well, Luigi made yeah. string a bell. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. It's Welcome <laughs> to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. Yes, Matthew. It's I. I am. Uh, listen, it's it's hard to keep that. <laughs> apologize voice going. to America. <laughs> I, I do. I apologize to America. Listen, I, they, if they watch this show, they they've already know what they're in for. They, they, it's already asked and answered. You know, like listen, I should apologize to my wife every day, but the truth of the matter is, is she signed, signed up for up, this. You know. As did you guys. Like, I, it is what it is. Well, the good Sorry. news is there's no one watching anymore. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Really there's like no that. one left to apologize to. Uh, I was really hoping you were going to open with the Luigi voice just to scare everyone that it was day two. <laughs> Everybody back. Don't tempt him. Don't tempt him. Good, don't good episode for me to miss right there. Uh, which one of y'all brought up? Stringer Bell. That was my name? He sounded like Stringer Bell. Stringer Bell and Luigi because you talking about John Dalton. It's been so long since I've watched The Wire. Well, still in your brain Somewhere. <laughs> well, right. No, one of the all-time great shows. Um, uh, but uh, listen, I'll take that as a compliment. Stringer Bell is one of the all-time great oh, characters absolutely. in television yeah. history. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, it was a me, a Luigi. <laughs> how did, how did the Todd uh, Zeal take it? Oh, I don't know. Have you uh, talked to Todd Zeal yet? I have not, but uh, yeah. Jerry Blevins, who also does Mets postgame, DM'd oh. me because he's a big fan of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. Oh, wow. So he was watching live. Jerry's great. was a great reliever for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, a lot he's of Todd... DM, he's DM'd me before. Yeah, he's, yeah. He was like, a lot of Todd Zeal talk on the Happy Hour today. And I was like, yes, there a lot was. Of... Yeah. F Todd Zeal. He stole your Emmy. Rightfully so. He, he did. And... And I just want you to know, Todd, like, we're going to get into football here. We've got a lot of news with the Raiders and Taylor Heineke being named the starter and everything with Wednesday and Lawrence is here. We've got a lot to get to. So much but, to get through. But I just no want to say here directly to Todd Zeal that <laughs> I agree with everything Connor has said off air about you. I, we, haven't, we, haven't, we don't have time to break it all oh, down, man. but I just want you to know Connor has my full support of every single thing he said about you, Todd Zeal. John, you Emmy thief. This man. You Emmy thief. Last week he was saying he should be in a nursing home. So 
It's don't listen to this man. <laughs> All right. Anyways, saying. plenty to get through today. We got way better we, content than Luigi. We yeah. got <laughs> keep it open or close it out on C.J. Stroud, Jordan Addison, Zach Moss. We got if Trey McBride can keep beating good in Arizona. Some sides and totals we're betting in Week Nine. How about moms drinking free today? Shout out to the yeah. moms. It is the day after Halloween. Think what my moms did. Mom, moms had to answer all the door. Then they had to deal with their kids coming home, you know, all sugared up and everything like that. Like, you know, like Halloween is a tough night on the moms, whether they're taking the kids door to door or they're doing what my wife did. I took my daughters out, but my wife stayed back and then had to deal with not just our daughters coming back all sugared up. But, of course, then what they did is they piled all the candy you know, and so there's candy all over our floor, you know, and of course, and they get tired and they, they, you know, and now you're like, you're, you're picking up like, you know, Jolly Ranchers out of the carpet. And anyway, it's a whole, it's a disaster. So I just, moms drink free. Today is your day. I was, I was stunned by how many people steal candy. Uh, because, you know, a lot of people, they leave the candy in a bowl out the front when they go trick-or-treating. So I got the ring light on the camera. I'm just watching these kids just do laps, just steal, tipping it into a bag. It's like, Bro, the candy costs eleven dollars. Like, right. if you need the eleven dollars, just that's unbelievable. It's the worst I, criminal enterprise I've ever I, seen. I, here's what I want you to do: yeah. I demand, demand you bring that ring footage in, and we're rolling oh, it tomorrow. Yeah, yes, no, yeah. we, I, I want to roll back these. I want to roll back that. I, I mean, exactly. It's You're starting bounty uh, gate. I, mean, I got yeah. some interesting stuff on my camera feed too from the trigger treaters. <laughs> I, some watch. of that I can't. We could not play it on TV because of what the kids are saying walking up to the door. We can but, bleep it. Bring it yeah, in. Uh, you I had fear, a great I fear for America's yeah. next generation yeah. after well, the performance on my ring camera if, last night. It's not if great. you watched our show yesterday on Halloween, you saw our costumes, but Lawrence wasn't here. So let's take yeah. a look at what Lawrence was for Halloween. Mm-hmm. I must say, this was pretty well done. There you go. Pretty well done. <laughs> that is excellent, Lawrence. <laughs> you know, so I'm a uh, I'm a homemade costume kind of guy. Yeah. You know, so I already had the Lamarck jersey on deck. Oh, I thought that was Taylor Heineke. Hey, just the hair is the same. I get it. Uh, you know, just got out the old shoulder pads, some old football pants. You know, just. I'm dressing up like Lamar Jackson, but I'm really just trying to show people, like, hey, if any NFL team out here, you know, you need a guy, Jets, Giants, Falcons, Commanders, you know, one of them type of teams, I'm here for you. I once had to try to get open on a seam route against Lawrence, and I didn't get open. So, no. Uh, yeah. Lawrence play. People don't, people don't realize Lawrence played college It depends ball. who. It depends on who now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the age of the opponent, all yeah, that stuff matter okay. now. I understand. Yeah. Like, you can play for the XFL. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Lawrence played college ball, um, <laughs> but uh, you know what? And I think you, looking at the picture, I'm pretty sure you and Lawrence Jackson had about the same. You and uh, Lamar Jackson, sorry, you're Lawrence Jackson. You and Lamar Jackson had, I think, almost the same number of touchdowns this past weekend. I may still, no, be, I may still had, be bitter about being. He, he um, got me by one. Game. He got me by, by one. One, one touchdown against the Cardinals. Close. I'm still bitter about <laughs> being eliminated from a guillotine league. The one I care about uh, with the big people uh, because of Lamar Jackson being my quarterback here. Uh, we also have Jay, Jay Croucher. You also dressed up. And by yes. dressed up, I mean you half-assed it while your family, your beautiful family, actually uh, took it together. So uh, your wife, Sophia, of course, was an astronaut. Your kids were a baby shark, a mermaid, and a monster. And you were Nets-era Deron Williams. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Matthew. It's actually quite... Meta because I mailed in Halloween just like Darren Williams mailed in his time on the it's net. Very fitting. So wow. it's a, it's actually a really you good know costume what? That when is. you think about it like that. When you think about it like that, you take a yeah. You ditch the Tadzil costume for the family the Halloween. Yeah. yeah, took uh, walking. Yeah, yeah, in a suit well, and a metal. So my daughters, 
my ele- my now twelve year old daughters went as, and they had a friend over, and they went as Kiss Mary Kill, okay. is um, is their version of it. And so one was dressed as Kill, one my my two daughters were dressed as Mary and Kill, and then they had a friend dressed as Kiss. I was to drive them around, but I was not allowed to walk with them because I'm. They're in like you know, Dad, you're so cringy. Dad, yeah. you're so embarrassing. <laughs> well, they're also that, smart. That stage. This was a brilliant plan uh, by them. Me being on the uh, on on television dressed as Luigi in a bad voice <laughs> a few hours earlier didn't help my cause. He's saying like I promise I won't embarrass They, they definitely you. checked the film on yeah, that. Yeah, Your daughters yeah, yeah. was reviewing well, the film they, on they it. They follow me on Instagram and they saw some of the and they're like, no, Dad, you're not coming with me. And so, anyway, I, no photos of what I dressed up as, which also half-assed to your extent. <laughs> yeah. No, here's what I did. I put on an NBC Sports winter jacket from the Olympics. And I have a winter hat from the Beijing Olympics okay. as well. And my daughter has, my, one of my daughters is a really good gymnast, so she's won a number of gold medals. And so I just wore the gold. So I was, you know, in theory, an Olympic skier, you know, because I had the, yeah, the okay. NBC Olympics, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it was, I mean, it was literally like, I put as much thought it's into it as, as you did. Uh, yeah, yeah. With, yeah. Uh, shout out to Will. Hey, just shout out to just, Will. Just shout out to the folks with them homemade costumes. Yeah, that's the exactly. way to do it. I'm impressed you had a real, real uh, jersey versus like a lot of times you've just written names. On <laughs> well, this, the only reason I got that real jersey because my oldest daughter uh-huh. got me that for my birthday like two or three years ago. I was like, you know what, daughter, you finally came through with a good <laughs> present. <laughs> no, good so I make it, I make use of it uh, right now. So that's the one real jersey. Right. What, I'm is, what is your daughter's name? The, the, that got you that gift? Ari. Ari. Freshman at Seton Hall. Shout out to Ari. Ari. Well Ari done, Ari. Being a, Ari being a good daughter. <laughs> um, and uh, shout out to uh, all the teams that actually made trades last night. Yes, let's jump into the Roto yeah. World player news and some notable trades at the deadline. Of course, for all your player news, go to NBCSports.com. Here are the notable deadline deals. Josh Dobbs goes from the Cardinals to the Vikings. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Lawrence. Yes. Hey, big name. Yes. Hey. Hey. the lines. It's time to unleash DPJ. We'll get there in a second. Lawrence Jackson, the only, not the only person who likes yes, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Now yeah. it's Dan Campbell and yes. Lawrence Jackson. Yep. Yeah, it's a good person to align with, Lawrence. Yeah. He could be coach of the year. Chase Young <laughs> goes from the Commanders to the Niners. Montez Sweat also on the move from the Commanders to the Bears. Razul Douglas as the Bills get corner help from the Packers. And, of course, during a crazy trade deadline day, it kind of ended in the middle of the night with more insanity as the Raiders fire Josh McDaniels while most of us were asleep. Yeah, yeah. epic news drop. <laughs> well, right, well, I mean, like, you, right, exactly, news dump. Like, they fire not only McDaniels, but their general manager and their offense coordinator. So, complete clean house. Lots to get to. Where, we'll, we'll get to all of it. Where do you want to go first, Connor? I think we start with the Raiders because that's the – the pressing the newest, news the before most... we get into some of the deadline winners and losers, especially from a fantasy angle. I mean, there's a lot of news that trickled out of this. Like you said, it's not just McDaniels being fired. They fired off in score near Mick Lombardi. Antonio Pierce will be the interim coach. I think from our perspective, guys, is that Jimmy Garoppolo is no longer the starter on this team. It will That's... be rookie Aiden O'Connell. For a roster, Jay, that has Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Josh Jacobs, like this offense still matters a lot in the fantasy universe. And now it's under the control of a day three rookie. Yeah, and a few people have asked me, like, what does this do to the line? Like, is Aiden O'Connell better than Jimmy Garoppolo? And really what it comes down to is Aiden O'Connell's better than the Jimmy Garoppolo that we saw in Detroit because everyone's better than that Jimmy. But Aiden O'Connell is still an unproven rookie who didn't show much in his first start. Showed a little bit. wasn't terrible. But... He's not what Jimmy Garoppolo was hoped to be, or the Jimmy last year, or the Jimmy that could come back, or even the Jimmy from the first couple weeks of the season, uh, as NFL Network reporting uh, that the Raiders are expected to start rookie Aiden O'Connell this week going forward with Jimmy G 
off the bench. There is some injury guarantee stuff as well with Jimmy yeah. where I think we've probably seen the last of him in Vegas. Uh, and so, look, the offense is just heaved up to Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams. Can Aiden O'Connell do that? Probably. But I do think it is a downgrade overall for their outlook going forward. Yeah, and I think this is more so of if this is what Jimmy's going to give us, then we might as well get, see what we got for real in this rookie quarterback. If Jimmy had come out the first few weeks before he got hurt and he was just, you know, playing at a high level, higher than he ever played in San Francisco, I don't think this game against Detroit would have mattered as much. We'd have just put it to the side as an anomaly. But since we, like, it, those primetime games will do you in as fans, coaches, whatever. When that's put on display, you got to just take a seat back and just say, hey, well, we might as well get a rookie shot now. So, so much to unpack here. And I want to give a shout-out real quickly. Bill Barnwell, my, my friend and former colleague at ESPN, did an unbelievable breakdown of the Josh McDaniels era in uh, Las Vegas. And I can't do it justice, but it's, it's well worth reading over there at ESPN. Barnwell, of course, is terrific in everything he does. Lots to unpack here. First off, just what a complete and awful, horrific mismanagement of resources. What limited they have by the Las Vegas Raiders. Can we just talk about that for one second? Like, we'll get into the fantasy implications for one second, but this one, they had Jimmy Garoppolo. And yes, bad day at the office on Monday night, for sure. But he's a starting quarterback in the NFL who's had some success in a league in which there's a lot of quarterback needy teams. Even if you say, hey, give us a sixth for him. Give us a fifth for him. We just went through the trade deadline. You're telling me the Jets wouldn't have been maybe interested? You're telling me the Vikings might not have been interested? I'm just saying, if you're moving on, and I think that's the right move for the Raiders, by the way. is not the answer, and you've got to reset the whole thing, and the, the, ta- the team is devoid of talent, and it's, they've got a massive rebuilding project ahead of them. But if you know that you're making that move, before you fire McDaniels, before you fire Ziegler, before you do anything, why don't you say to them, hey, get whatever you can for Jimmy Garoppolo. Call every team in the league. You know what I mean? And just, like, even... What at like because now you're going to just have to eat the contract and like you'll have to try to trade him in the offseason or, or release him and it's going to be a dead money hit. Yeah, a lot and it's of just, dead money. I'm just I find it hard to believe maybe the Patriots would have taken him back. I mean, you know, like even as a it, I'm just saying he's Garoppolo for all of his flaws is better than a lot of quarterbacks currently on the roster in some NFL teams and some teams that are like moving forward like he'd be a good backup. Right? I mean, like the teams that, that are legitimately in the playoff life said have a good quarterback, but maybe don't have a ton of depth, as we see with the Vikings. The, you know, the Vikings were a, uh, are a playoff hopeful team that didn't have a ton of depth behind Kirk Cousins. Anyway, so massive man- mismanagement there. Um, the other issue here is, is that, so I think O'Con- moving to O'Connell versus Hoyer is the right move. Get the kids some, some reps. My expectation here is that they just lean heavily on Josh Jacobs. Right? That's what they should do with a, a, run, uh, with a young quarterback. And oh, by the way, he's one of their best players anyway. So just lean on Josh Jacobs. Here's our upcoming schedule, guys. It's not pretty. They have two home games in a row. They're home to the Giants, and then they're home to the Jets. Right? And that's, by the way, that's a Sunday night game for yep. us here at, uh, on NBC and Peacock. I'm a company man. Then they're at Miami in week 11, home to Kansas City in week 12, and they don't get a bye until week 13. Giants have played better recently. Mm-hmm. Dolphins defense getting better, and obviously they just got Jalen Ramsey back. Jets and Chiefs have been among the best defenses in the NFL all season long. I think you still have to start Devontae Adams because the one start that Aiden O'Connell had, he did like very much first read, first read only, and that's Devontae Adams often. So I think volume and his talent gets him there. 
And then I think Josh Jacobs, you're still playing him because he is a starting running back in the NFL and he's going to get a ton of volume. Makes me super nervous about Jacoby Myers, who was a Josh McDaniels guy. Yeah. And, and Myers did not, again, we're, we're dealing with small sample size, but given a tough lineup and the fact that who knows what this offense is going to look like, feels like what we had in Jacoby Myers, that's a wait and see until you see some success in this new regime and Aiden O'Connell. Probably feel worse about Michael Mayer going forward as well, who had no involvement in the Detroit game. And we'll see. He was training in the right direction, now training in the wrong direction. Yeah. Now he's a rookie quarterback. The, the, only, the only positive that you might be able to hang your hat on here with Michael Mayer is if, if they just say, we're going full youth movement, yep. right? We know Jacoby Myers isn't part of our offense moving forward, and probably Devontae Adams isn't. My guess is that they... You know, maybe Devontae Adams gets reunited with Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. They trade with the Jets, yeah, right? It would not shock me in the slightest. So, because um, yeah. we know Rodgers wants to come back, and we know they're very, still very close. Devontae and wants out. It's Devontae, that, he he tried to get a clear. trade a month right. ago, they said. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so my point is, is that Mayer is one of the few young pieces they have under contract for a while that's going to be there for for a while. So maybe they get rid of the, you know, they stop with the Austin Hooper stuff, and they just go to... You know, they just try to feature Michael Mayer. Again, nothing against Austin Hooper. I like right. Austin Hooper. But I'm just, you know, Mayer's part of their future. I don't know if Hooper is. And so if they're going full youth movement, that's the only positive. But, again, you're not starting Mayer until we see it on the field. Yeah. All right. So we got some other news, of course. Taylor Heineke will officially start for the Falcons. We will have Taylor Heineke mm-hmm. against. You're not allowed to clap. <laughs> You clap stop that, Lawrence Jackson. You're clap not allowed. The rest of us can clap. I've been you're told Des- y'all. No, you're a Desmond Ritter supporter. You're a Desmond Ritter stan. You don't get to come on the Taylor Heineke back bandwagon. Not my Taylor Heineke. No, no, no. You got the bandwagon. Thank you. You, you. you got that. You're not allowed. No, I'm you're not allowed from, on. I'm going to watch you from the sideline. You can wave as we drive by you. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying. I'm going to watch from the sidelines as Taylor Heineke goes in there and lights up the Vikings and then the Cardinals next week. He's going to do it. All jokes aside, Lawrence, because yeah. uh, I know this is your team. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, so it, it's pretty – it's this simple. Desmond Ritter's turning the ball over too much. And I don't even think it's the interceptions that bothered him, right? It's these fumbles. He fumbled three times against Tampa Bay. They still won the game. But the game shouldn't have been that close. He fumbled going into the end zone against the, against the commander. Same deal. This time it was the – the ill-advised uh, interceptions. So when you have all those and you win some, you lose some, but then Taylor Heineke comes in the game. Uh, it, they didn't come back and get the win, but he threw for 178 yards and a half. Now, we've seen that Desmond Ritter could throw for 300 yards in a game. That's all fine and well. We've seen that he could make Kyle Pitts and Drake London uh, fantasy relevant, but in real football, you can't turn the ball over like that. And I'll tell you this, too, about Ritter. The reason I wanted him to have a chance to play because from what I saw from him in college and in his first four starts, he didn't play scared. Yeah. He's lost a little some of that, and you could see it in the Tennessee Titan game, a game they, they should have won. So I think he lost a little confidence. Then you get you couple that with the boost of Taylor Heineke. It's a move that has to be made. I feel like Arthur Smith don't even want to do it, but he knows he has to. He's stubborn enough 
to start Desmond Ritter this game, but it's like, man, you after what he did, you have to play him. The locker room. Yeah, yes. I think it's, I think it's yeah. good news. That's the key. I think it's good news for everyone in Atlanta just because it's different and it's changed. And <clears> what was <throat> happening wasn't working. They had a very inefficient offense. Wasn't working across the board. And now they just have someone who's different, someone who has a track record of not good play, but at least competent enough play where I think he can support Kyle Pitts and Drake London when Drake London gets healthy. I think it's good for Bijan Robinson. Sneaky thing. Bijan Robinson played 50 or 68 snaps against the Titans. Tyler Algier only played mm-hmm. 15. Uh, Cordell Patterson played 12, I think. Like, that is a great sign for Bijan going forward. I think he will benefit from having a quarterback who's more willing to kind of space the floor and throw downfield. So I think it's trending up for the Falcons, who, by the way, have one of the two easiest schedules remaining in the NFL. That's the thing. They're... Taylor Heineke has flaws, but he will be aggressive. He will push the ball down the field. I think this is good for us. I think this is exciting news if you have Drake London, and we're de- or we'll see how he deals with the groin injury. We're tracking that. Uh, I don't think he's going to practice today. Hopefully he plays. But it's good news for Kyle Pitts. Bijan Robinson is more involved in their passing game, certainly a lot more than, than uh, Algier or Patterson. So I think this is good news for the, the Falcon skill players that you care about. Heineke gets you about what you get uh, yardage-wise with the legs that Ritter does. Like, he'll get you 20 yards, you know, on the ground a game. He'll have a turnover too, but he's aggressive, and I think that's exciting. The other thing, and you mentioned this, Connor, you hinted at it too, like if Arthur Smith didn't move this, make this move, I think he loses the locker room because I will tell you, especially as someone who's a Heineke fan and knows him obviously from his days in Washington, people love him. Like he is a locker room guy, and like he's, he doesn't have the most physical skills, but he's a kid that gets the most out of what little what God has given him. Yep. Yeah, he's had a long road. He came from a spring league. I about to say, he, he, like he definitely, definitely mentally tough. He, yeah. he wasn't a high draft pick, and he's been on a bunch of teams and a bunch of leagues, like you mentioned. So, yeah, He couldn't get a snap in the XFL. Right. Like, he was a backup <laughs> in the XFL who didn't get a snap. Like, right. I, it, so, he's, a, he's an incredible success story, and not for nothing, in the offseason, they signed him to a $20 million deal. Like, the Falcons gave Heineke real money for a backup. You know what I mean? So... Anyway, I think this is good news, and I do think in deeper two-quarterback leagues, I think Heineke, again, to your point about the schedule, and he'll be aggressive. I think Heineke's a viable, you know, top-20 quarterback. Yeah, it feels like Heineke could be this era's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, truly, that's what he feels like. Yeah, he's, I like, can see a little bit. Yeah, it is. He's going to be a backup for 10 him. years. Yeah. He's going like to fearless. He plays fearless brand of football. Right. So Fan favorite. Like, exa- people exactly. People love him. Locker rooms love him. Yeah, dude's dude. Yeah. All right, more, definitely more quarterback news as Josh Dobbs finds a new home in Minnesota. Now, Jaron Hall will start for the Vikings. Obviously, Dobbs just arriving there now. Arizona uh, trades him for a, a day three pick swap here. And Dobbs had some moments this year for Arizona. I know it hasn't been great lately, but as they look to Clayton Toon and get Kyler Murray ready to play again, they did right by Dobbs and got him to a place where he could eventually be a starter again. Yeah, definitely. And I think the exciting thing is just having the rushing threat in a Kevin O'Connell offense, which we haven't really seen. I think this is good news for Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, It's good news for Justin Jefferson, who seems like he will be back soon. And I think the best thing here is that it just gives them another lottery ticket. Between Dobbs, between Jaron Hall, between Nick Mullins when he comes off IR, now they have three chances at a competent quarterback. But, um, Connor, I'm really interested in your thoughts on Jaron Hall, who will start this week as Dobbs is coming in too late. What are you expecting from him? I love that you brought up the rushing threat in this offense because that's something he could do a little bit, right? He's somebody that can be a scrambler and turn that scrambling into actual running. Not a huge arm, but a guy that can get out of the pocket, extend plays. You're talking about Hall Pretty now. confident. Jaron Hall, yes. This okay. is all about Jaron Hall. Really interesting background. Gets to BYU. He's a center fielder for their baseball team. 
team. He's one of those guys that's at BYU forever and then ends up being the quarterback after Zach Wilson has some massive statistical years in that BYU offense. So, once again, a little bit limited from an arm perspective, but a good athlete, and that's something that Minnesota didn't have under center. So, in fantasy, can he be some kind of rushing threat while throwing to capable passing targets? That's the thing. It's, again, like we've got no idea. People thought Anthony Richardson was way too raw when he came into the NFL, and obviously, like, that was a guy that was a top-five fantasy quarterback until until he went down, right? People thought, oh, Brock, the Niners are dead because they've got Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, coming in last year. He obviously was fantastic. We've got no idea. We like, Jared Hall might be great. We Like, there's a reason, like, everyone was like, oh, Tyson, Tyson you know, Tyson Bajan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, undrafted yeah. free agent. Oh, boy, now the Bears are going to, like, whatever. He's, you know, he's been confident enough to keep DJ Moore somewhat afloat. And, again, Jaron Hall won this job out of camp, and he's there. He is their backup for a reason. I know Mullins is hurt, Bingo. and so it's not it's it's not ideal. But so Hall might be great. But back to Dobbs for a second. I think well, the jury will be out on still whether or not you want to pick up Jaron Hall. I don't mind picking him up in a deep two quarterback league or whatever, just sort of as a lottery ticket. See, I don't think you're starting him this week unless you desperately have to. But I think for the what we care about, T.J. Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, I think he should be decent enough. The matchup is decent enough that I'm going to still, still – if you would normally start him, you'll still start him. We're going to talk about this uh, a little bit later. Hawkinson's too talented, and that offense is too focused um, for you not to be starting Hawkinson. We're going to talk about Addison coming up a little bit later in the show. As for Josh Dobbs, we talked about this yesterday in the show. Like, you know, hey, I hope they trade him. I wonder if they do trade him because, you know, they said he was going to start, and then the next thing you know, they're like, oh – uh, it might be Clayton Tuner or Kyler Murray, and I tweeted out this was on Monday when that when they walked back that I was just like, I wonder if he's getting traded. And we talked about this yesterday on the show, saying like, I hope he does for the players' sake. Right. He's not part of the future in Arizona. He's he's shown that he he's earned a role in the NFL. He should, and so now he goes to Minnesota. I think it's great news for Josh Dobbs. If you've been rostering Josh Dobbs, if you're in a two quarterback league, I think you've got to be thrilled because Jordan Addison, T.J. Hawkinson, K.J. Osborne, and soon Justin Jefferson are better skilled players around him than what he had in Arizona. And then Josh Dobbs legitimately has, you know, talent with his legs, right? I mean, we've seen him get like 40 rushing yards, like, uh, you know, a a game. And uh, so we'll see. He's not going to start this week. But I think this is good news for Dobbs, and I think it's good news for the whole Vikings. You referenced this as well. I think Justin Jefferson was on the fence. Maybe he's not rushing back for Jaron Hall, but he should come back now as soon as he's eligible to and and able to with, uh, with Dobbs. Keep in mind. When Kirk Cousins went down, he was the seventh-best quarterback in fantasy on a points-per-game basis. So this is a fantasy-friendly offense that Josh Dobbs is, we think, in theory, going to get um, uh, get the keys to sooner rather than later. But again, if Jaron Hall balls out, who knows? Let's take a look at the notable injuries we're tracking going into the week, led by Kenny Pickett dealing with the rib injury, Daniel Jones with the neck injury as much as he's been cleared for contact. Uh, Matthew Stafford with the sprained thumb, Desmond Ritter, Drake London, his teammate with the groin injury, Darren Waller with the hamstring. That one sounds a little bit more serious, but back to the top from Kenny Pickett. We got to hear from him on his availability going into the week with that rib injury. Kenny, is you playing Thursday conducive to how you feel, or are there clearances you need from doctors, or is it a bit of both? Uh, no, I'll, I'm playing for sure. Is there anything other than resting? Some some stuff, but with, with ribs, it's it, it's rest, and you don't have that luxury, so you got to do what you have to do to, to play. You wear one of those jackets? I, I always do. So, he's playing. It's going to be Kenny Pickett versus Will Levis on Thursday night. I don't think um, you necessarily want either guy, but I think you're excited about the potential for Deontay Johnson, for George Pickens, um, you know, that – 
so I don't know that there's a huge difference between Pickett and Trubisky. Trubisky he hasn't looked right when he's coming yeah. in relief. I was he at the same. Has. I was at the same thought coming into the season. Like, oh, these guys are just the same guy. Pickett has more upside just because we know exactly what Mitch Trubisky is, and there's still you know maybe we don't yeah. know what Kenny Pickett is, but I think we probably kind of know what Kenny Pickett is at this point. I'll tell you what, we don't know. We don't know much about Will Levis still, but after that four touchdown performance, it will be exciting to watch what Levis can do on the short. Super week. interested for your thoughts on Levis and what he did, Connor, because he like obviously the deep the touchdowns were amazing. It. He threw these deep balls. But 29.4% success rate through the air. That's very low. It seemed like it was just, it was boom or bust, but the boom was incredible. Right. The touchdowns aren't sustainable in that regard. They had him do what he's comfortable with, and that is rolling and getting going and throwing the ball down the field. And a lot of it to DeAndre Hopkins, which good plan. They kept it really simple for Levis. So it's not... It's not sustainable in fantasy for the rest of this season, but at least they did what makes him comfortable. That's what you should do for young quarterbacks, yeah. especially developmental guys. They gave him a simplified game plan, yes. and he executed, which is all you're hoping for, right? I mean, again, and now he's going to be on a short week here. Um, but I thought – I saw some nice things. I saw some plays where he went through his progression. Yeah. You know, and like he, he had some nice touch on his passes as well. And I, I would say, again, for people that have invested in DeAndre Hopkins, again, he only had four, he only had four targets. Like, I mean, let's not get crazy here. He still, you know, he didn't play a ton of snaps. Like, DeAndre Hopkins isn't back to being top 10 DeAndre Hopkins, but DeAndre Hopkins is back being like, oh, I can use him. Whereas previous couple of weeks you're like, this guy isn't even a top 30 fantasy wide receiver, and I think now, he, now he's back in that conversation. So a little bit of a fluky game, but still I think, um, I think Levis showed enough promise that, uh, that you're, you're excited about the future of the Titans offense. It'll be a little tougher this week with that Pittsburgh uh, front seven. 22 sacks for them this season. Atlanta is in the bottom four as far as sacks go. So it's, uh, it's nice when you could uh, keep the opposing guys off your quarterback. And if you do that to mostly any quarterback and you get DeAndre Hopkins streaking down the field uh, with clothes on, you're gonna hit. You're gonna hit him for the touchdown. Yeah. So. No. Listen. I mean, the the offensive PI call. I mean, like there was some stuff, but that that last when, touchdown. When, when, when that happened, you know? when that happened, when DeAndre Hawkins about tackled uh, oh, AJ Terrell, yeah. I was like, all right, whatever. It ain't gonna keep <laughs> happening. Then like, shoo, bomb, shoo, bomb. I'm like, damn, it's happening. Yeah. Like they torching these dudes. So, look, I'll say this about Jaron Hall. They get that same coverage. He definitely will hit them throws. <laughs> yeah. Fact. Yeah. Exactly. I've, Pittsburgh has been a middling defense so far this year, and they've, they've yeah. disappointed, especially in the secondary. I wonder if they, they load the box, try to stop Derrick Henry, and sort of dare um, Levis to beat them again. We'll, so we'll get I'm to excited Hopkins. to see, see yeah. how he plays on Thursday night. The game got a lot more interesting, I will say this. Yeah, it feels like this is a, two and a half sacks with TJ Wanton have touched down. <laughs> it feels like right, a probably. We'll talk but I'm more rooting for Will Levis. I'm a Will Levis stand. I'm on board with this. Steelers-Titans in just a second because it's time to see who's eating good served by Applebee's and Lawrence. We start with yeah. the Gus Bus. Gus yeah. Edwards. He's got the Seahawks. Obviously, the Gus Bus finished as RB3 last weekend. I don't think it's fair to ask, can Gus Edwards be 29 to 30 points? But can he be an RB1 in this Ravens offense? He could definitely be 20 points. Again, as long as he gets that touchdown, he's good. And one thing you know about this Ravens offense, they're going to get to the, they're going to get by the goal line and they're probably not going to run with Lamar. Even though him and Lamar both have five rushing TDs this season, now, now Gus Edwards gets to go against Seattle, who's given up six rushing TDs to running backs this season. That's tied for seventh worst in the league. And, and look at it again. Gus Edwards' touchdowns this season are from one yard out, two yard out, one yard out, seven yards, and one. So if you get there, 
it's going to it's going to the Gus bus. And it's important that he does get there because here's the thing. In games this year, which he doesn't score a touchdown, Gus Edwards is averaging 5.7 fantasy points per game. He doesn't really give you much in the passing game. I know he had the one, whatever, 80-yard reception. But, I mean, generally speaking, he's not really involved in the passing game. And so he really needs a touchdown to pay off. Having said that, since week four, he's averaging over 16 touches a game. It's a good offense. He more likely than not will get into the end zone. So I'm at running back 20 this week. I I think he's a low-end RB2, high-end flex. He is a little bit more touchdown dependent than you would like, but there's a lot of running backs you could say that about as well. There aren't that many guys that have significant passing game work. Um, So, look, given how bad it is, how bad we all are down for running backs, a guy that's going to average 16 touches in the Ravens offense, I think more often than not, he's, you know, he's probably a – Top 20 play for you. Yep, Ravens. He's a RB2. Ravens, six-point favorites in that game, too, so you'd expect that they will be running. Yeah, games in Baltimore. I like that as well. Back to the Titans. DeAndre Hopkins. We talked about him a little bit. He's got the Steelers, of course, on the short week. And Hopkins, there's the big play threat from Will Levis, Jay. And I think that gives you more hope for DeAndre Hopkins going forward after it looked like a tough start to the season. Yeah, certainly more hope and more upside with Levis now and the fact that he was able to connect with DeAndre Downfield but I'm with you I think it's unsustainable the fact that Levis just couldn't really do his work in the short intermediate stuff like if you're relying on coverage busts and offensive pass interference to get your stats then a little bit concerned about DeAndre Hopkins going forward because it's not like he's got a ton of usage just depending on these massive plays yeah what's interesting too is he's caught three touchdowns in one other game that was six years ago in Deshaun Watson's rookie year and it was his fourth start. And he also did that. He caught those three touchdowns on four receptions as well. He does get Pittsburgh, who is the fourth worst against wide receivers. But like I mentioned earlier, Pittsburgh will present a different problem for them uh, up front with T.J. Watt, Ali Highsmith, and those guys. So, But Ridley, you know, Ridley went for 83 yards against Pittsburgh last week. That was his best game in a while. Um, Nakua had a nice day against them. Um, so Pitts, in, from a fantasy perspective, Pittsburgh is better against quarterbacks than they are receivers, which kind of sounds crazy. But if you can affect the quarterback, well, then obviously that's going to affect D-Hop. He had a 22% target share last week. Again, like he caught four passes, three of them went for touchdowns. Like, yeah. But he only caught four passes. And again, maybe he doesn't get away with offensive pass interference on every play. So um, I'm at wide receiver 21. I think yeah. it's a de- I think it's a decent matchup. I think obviously he's the best weapon they have in the passing game. When you're a young quarterback like Will Levis, especially on a short week, you're like, "Hey, that worked out well for me. Right. I'm going to go back to the well." And Hopkins again, we're not expecting three touchdowns again, but could he get deep for one? Sure, they're going to take a couple of those shots. Yeah. Hopkins is one of still to me still one of the best 50-50. Uh, wide receivers in the NFL, like throw it up and give them a chance to come down with it and hop more often than not is coming down with it. So I think they'll do that. Minka Fitzpatrick hurt as well, which would enliven the chance of a deep touchdown. Our final one here, Matthew, Trey McBride. He's got the Browns this week, but Trey McBride coming off a weekend where he finishes his tight end one. Zach Ertz goes down. We know the amount of tight end targets that were present in this Arizona offense for McBride. And that's the point, right? The Cardinals this year, second in tight end target share this season. This offense is predicated on getting the ball to the tight end, whether it's Zach Ertz or Trey McBride or both of them. And now because Ertz is hurt, it is going to be McBride. Nine of his ten targets in week eight came from the slot. Why does that matter? Because Baltimore really struggles against them, as does Cleveland as well. So I I feel like this is going to be a, a good opportunity 
We don't know where we're going to get out of Clayton Toon. It looks like he's going to be the starter and not Kyler Murray. But uh, when you're a young quarterback, what do we look for? We look for look for your best guy, look for right. your outlet. You know, it's a cliche. But cliches are cliches because they're true. Young quarterback's best friend is the tight end. Trey McBride is, I believe, a very talented player. Uh, I know we were high on him coming out of college. Connor as well. Loved people him. are unfamiliar with him. Oh, loved him. Yeah, two years ago, I mean, he was my top tight end in the draft, and he was somebody that in his offense in Colorado State, he was the offense. Like, Trey McBride, it's so rare for a tight end in college to be the number one guy in an offense. They just don't do that at the college level. He was that guy at college. So he comes into the NFL, unlike most tight ends, where he could be treated as the number one pass catcher, and he's finally getting elevated to be that, cha- that chance. Obviously, Cardinals are playing for next year. They're going to a youth movement, you know, uh, so Trey McBride, who's my tight end nine this week, I'm as a tight end one this week, Jay. I feel like he should continue to no, be I got, good. Yeah, in the I got him inside the top ten this week as well. Just like, with, with a new quarterback, it's like you gotta find new chemistry. And like you said, the t- at the tight end position, doesn't matter who they play, doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Find that guy who's getting open, who you were already increasing his snaps anyway. All right, the appetizer for fantasy football pregame on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. with Matthew J. Lawrence and Michael Smith is Big Ten Saturday night. Watch number three, Michigan continues their quest for an undefeated season when they host Purdue. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on NBC and Peacock. We're taking our first break when we're back. Are we starting or sitting Jordan Addison, Jerome Ford, and C.J. Stroud this week? Those answers next on Keep It Open or Close It Out. You know what's fun watching the game is trying to pick out which plays they stole. That's a fun game to play as you're watching the game on NBC. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner, too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a, like a good neighbor? Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor? State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. It's that time of the week, Jay. I know you got a long shot in one of those suit coat pockets. What do you got? Connor, it's in the offensive rookie of the year market. I'm taking Bryce Young at 55 to 1. He's quietly turned the corner lately. CJ Stroud starting to show some chinks in the armor. So I think that Bryce Young, even though he is coming from pretty far back, I think that he can catch it. Keep it open or close it out. Our version at the bar of start, sit, and Jay. We start with CJ Stroud because he's got the Bucks and he comes in as QB 11. 
for Barry this week. How do you see Stratton? Like a disease. He's got the bucks. Like it's almost like he's got scabies. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it yeah. just it found it sounds like something bad. That kind of vibes with the Bucks well, overall kind of vibe right. this year of kind it's of being a little touch me. You got the Bucks. Yeah. You got the Bucks. Exactly. I don't want the Bucks. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You should quarantine. You got the Bucks. Well, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully this sickness can get him right because he didn't he didn't look right last mm. week, Connor. He, I think it's a red flag that he went sixteen or twenty four against the Panthers off of a bye, and they couldn't really get anything done. I think he was dependent on a lot of big plays earlier in the season. Look, not putting the lines for CJ Stroud or anything. I think he'll be good going forward. But have you seen anything, Connor, in his play that you think that he's trending in the wrong way? That's just kind of some rookie woes, right? He just can't feel like he came out so fast the first month of the season or so. And teams are going to adjust to you. They're going to take away what you're comfortable with. I think this is a team, most notably, that struggles to run the football. And that's going to make life even harder on a young quarterback as well. So, I think ultimately it's just adjustments towards C.J. Stroud. I agree with you, Jay. Long term, he'll be fine. But the being fantasy viable is where it kind of changes because now three straight games under 15 fantasy points. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep this open on him. The NFL's week-to-week. Bryce Young and the Panthers was going to get their first win at some point. He's got Tampa Bay. That's a bottom five uh, pass defense. So I got him at quarterback 11 this week. We keeping it open and feeling good about it. I have him at 11 as well. I'm with you. We're keeping it open on C.J. Stroud. All right, Barry, how about Zach Moss against the Panthers? He comes in as RB21 for you. Uh, Listen, since Jonathan Taylor's extension, Zach Moss has remained a thing in this offense. Zach Moss is a top-five fantasy quarterback. As we sit here in the year of our our Lord, 2023, week nine, he is a top-five fantasy running back through the first half of the season. He's got the most rushing yards in the NFL since week two. Since week two, Zach Moss has the most rushing yards in the NFL. And since Jonathan Taylor returned, he's averaging, as you mentioned, over 18 fantasy points per game. Panthers have the 30th ranked run defense since week five. And so I get it. They shut down the Texans run game last week. I think that's more about the Texans ineptitude at running the ball and less about that the Carolina Panthers have suddenly you know, became this great run defense. It doesn't matter who's under center. It doesn't matter. One way or the other, Zach Moss is getting him. I'm at running back 21. I'm keeping it open. I have Jonathan Taylor ranked higher. But still, this is a team that wants to run the ball and has, whether it's Richardson or Minshew under center, give me Zach Moss as a high-end flex, low-end RB2 this week. I'm keeping it open on the underrated, perennially underrated, Zach Moss. Yeah, I think as well, maybe some concern around Jonathan Taylor's health after his usage in the second half against the Saints. I'll say those Colts will probably want to hide Gardner Minshew as much as they can, given his infatuation with turning the ball over. And lastly, the Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites. That's trending towards three, so you'd expect that they will be in a game script where they can run. Lawrence, another running back in Jerome Ford, who we know has been a little bit banged up, but the snap usage last week still has to concern you. A season-low 31% of snaps in Week 8. Kareem Hunt and Pierre Strong are also involved in this backfield. He's got the Cardinals this week, but he comes in as RB30 for Barry. Where do you have Ford? Uh, I got him at 31, and you like the matchup, but you don't love the we, – we, we, we have problems with two-man running back committees. This one is three-man committee, which, like you said, Pierre Strong, 31% of the snaps. What's, that, what's more concerning is that seven of uh, Jerome Ford's ten touches came in the fourth quarter. So that worries me a lot, actually. Kareem Hunt's been the guy who's two weeks in a row, 15 touches, around 70 yards, and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt was mad that he didn't get a chance to, you know, help win the game at the end. All of a sudden, they went to Jerome Ford. But right now, you know, still with P.J. Walker under center, they're going with a three-man committee, so I got to keep it closed this week. 
All right, Jalen Warren here, Jay. He's got the Titans on deck, and another guy maybe in that fringe flex range, but back-to-back games with under 40 total yards. Can you trust Jalen Warren on the short week? I feel like you're baiting me, Connor, to asking me to talk about Najee Harris's direct opposition. Didn't enjoy Najee going seven carries for 13 yards uh, against the Jags, but Jalen Warren did nothing either, and they were just in a throw script that entire game because they were down. Najee was still the guy who got the work in the receiving game going five for 42 with the five targets. Now, Warren did get some work in the receiving game too, but nothing explosive. I still think this is just Najee's backfield until proven otherwise, and it's not a team, but it's good enough to support two running backs for fantasy. I'm with you. I'm keeping it closed. He's my running back 27. Single to touches in two of the past three games. Under 25 receiving yards in three straight. 30% or fewer of the team rushes in six of seven games. So he's not getting the rushing work, but you hope, well, can he get the receiving work? But again, under 25 receiving yards now in three straight. It's a tough matchup on a short week against the Titans. Keeping it closed. Also keeping it closed on Jerome Ford. I agree with Lawrence yeah. there. It is a, it's a three-headed committee. Until we see Ford overtake Kareem Hunt again, um, he's my running back 30. Jerome Ford is. Warren's at 27. Ideally, you're not using either this week. Lawrence, how about Jordan Addison, who's had a quietly really good rookie season. Now we'll be dealing with a new quarterback situation. Jaron Hall's going to start. We'll see when we're going to see Joshua Dobbs in this offense. But can you keep starting Addison with the quarterback change Minnesota has as they go up against a tough Falcons defense? Yeah, I'm going to still start him. Obviously, losing Kirk Cousins is a a big loss, but Atlanta is one of only three teams that have allowed double-digit receiving touchdowns to uh, receivers this year, the other two being Washington and Philly. And and I'll just say this about Jaron Hall starting. He's good. He has an opportunity right here. He he may be on a short leash, but he has an opportunity. And like you mentioned, Connor, the the kid is mobile. He for in for, in two different seasons, he's ran for over 300 yards and 31 passing touchdowns up against six uh, interceptions. Sees the field well. I think he'll be able to keep up Jordan Addison and T.J. Hawkinson. But let's see how it goes. But uh, keeping it open for this week. Yep, I'm, it's not quite the same thing as Jameer Gibbs because Justin Jefferson is better than David Montgomery, but I do think there is a similar dynamic where Jordan Addison has just shown too much while Jefferson has been out that he can't just go back to being a marginalized, you know, deep ball only Correct. type of guy. He's going to get usage. I like the Vikings outlook going forward too. I'm really I'm happy that I didn't think of Matthews 60-1 to Kevin O'Connell coach of the year call yesterday. Now with Josh Dobbs uh, in tow, that team could go 9-8, and 10-7 and steal. Look at their schedule. They have three tough games the rest yep. of the way. That's it. Three yep. tough games. And also with that, they played Dan Campbell two of the last three weeks so he can beat the favorite and knock him out of the race along the way. So I right. like it. Matthew, our next one here is Christian Watson against the Rams. It has been a remarkably disappointing season for Christian Watson in this Packers offense led by Jordan Love. It's been disappointing for the entire Packers offense. It's been awful. I was just like, <laughs> before the show, I was, I was, I was tweeting about the, uh, I was tweeting about the um, Taylor Heineke move, that the, the Falcons were moving on from Desmond Ritter to Taylor Heineke this week. And somebody tweeted at me saying, like, that's now two quarterbacks uh, that have beaten the Packers this year that have been benched. Right, that have lost their job. Garoppolo beat the Packers, yes, and, and Desmond Ritter beat the Ritter, beat the Packers, and now both of them have lost their jobs. Uh, so, I mean, the Packers are just a mess, unfortunately. Specific to Christian Watson, he's now had single-digit fantasy points in back-to-back uh, games. He has a since week four, he has a forty-six percent catch rate. He has three or fewer receptions in every single game. He has under twelve fantasy points in every game played this season. Pick a stat. Any stat you want, and it's bad for Christian Watson. I don't know that it's all on him. Some of it's health. Some of it's Jordan Love. 
But the fact of the matter is, is that he is not producing the way he did last year with Aaron Rodgers. He's my wide receiver 35 this week. I'm closing it out. I just, until further notice, I want no part of the Packers offense unless I'm absolutely forced to and I'm desperate. I don't want to pile on too much for the even more stats, but he's averaging 44 receiving yards a game. He had a 77-yard reception in week five. If he didn't have that, he'd be averaging 25 receiving yards a game. That's a guy who's scary a deep ball for a deep ball threat. So, yeah, got to close it out this week, man. Packers, get it together, man. Such a nothing tame at the right. bottom of the Packers. Man, it's disappointing. Yeah. Jay, we talked a lot about the Raiders as a whole at the top of the show, but Jacoby Myers is on our keep it open or close it out because before this meltdown on Monday night, Jacoby Myers has been a great, especially PPR, wide receiver in fantasy. Can you trust him with the move to Aiden O'Connell and everything that's changed with this coaching staff overnight? Yeah, trust is a strong term, Connor. I wouldn't yeah. quite go that far, you but might I would to play him. keep it open reluctantly <laughs> yeah. on Jacoby Myers. I mean, he did have 13 targets on Sunday Night Football against the Bears. This offense is now just two guys. It's Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers in the passing game. Also think that the game against the Giants will just be more of like a normal game. The Detroit game was so weird. They couldn't do anything on offense. Jimmy wasn't right. Outside of that one drive where Josh Jacobs just kind of flashed back for a year and just dominated on the ground, they had nothing. So so I do think that Myers in a normal, normal game and even a normal offense for the functioning quarterback, uh, I think that he will just through volume alone provide value. You know, um, I'm here. I'll just tell you, I'm just being, I'm being perfectly honest here. Okay, um, I had him as a keep it open. We were doing our pre-show prep uh, uh, last night and early this morning. I had him as a keep it open. Right, that I'm still going to go with it. I'm at wide receiver 26. I was like, you know. Prior to week eight, he'd had at least 17 fantasy points in three straight games. How bad could Garoppolo be another week as well? But now that Garoppolo's been benched and that Josh McDaniels, who obviously brought over Jacoby Myers from New England where they played together, or you know you know what I mean, where he coached him, I'm nervous about him. So I'm looking this up right now. I want to make sure I get the exact right stats here. But uh, Jacoby Myers in week four. So that was... The that game was, McConnell started against yeah, the Chargers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He had like 33 <laughs> yards there. Yeah, week. exactly. I mean, like, just nothing. I mean, he was. I mean, it's not coming up on my phone. I have stupid internet. <laughs> That's right. It's good. Um, yeah. It, uh, <laughs> oh, I know why. The, I know why it was. Because I, I was misspelling it. I was, I was spelling Jacoby J O K instead of J A K. Yeah, that, um, that won't work. <laughs> yeah, that's that's bad. But okay, here we go. Uh, so uh, yeah, t- he got four targets, two for 33, four targets, and I just. Considering this game is against the Giants, Giants have played better recently. Like, again, for all the struggles of their offense, their defense, especially their defensive line, has really been getting after the quarterback. It's a young, inexperienced quarterback. I'm going to keep it closed on Jacoby Myers this week. And when my new rankings come out, he'll be outside my top 30. He's going to be kind of in the mid-30. My guess is before, you know, I've got to look at it and and run the numbers, but my guess is it'll come in somewhere between 35 and 40. Giants create a lot of ugly games, so I, I can say it. I just, it's a really, it's a, it's a really ugly game. I have no idea how um, uh, Las Vegas is favored in this game. They're one and a half point favorites in this game. I mean, I guess are you thinking like just it's home and it's just like, hey, maybe they're excited because McDaniel's is gone. They still just have better players than the Giants, right? So the defense showed up against Detroit and was fine. Max Crosby, yeah, Max Crosby's great. Yeah, and it's just a functional quarterback chucking up to Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs running the ball. Giants still don't have an offensive line. We'll talk some early lines in just a second. But before we do, there's one final showdown out west to determine this year's NASCAR champion. Find out if Will Byron, Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney, or Kyle Larson take the crown. Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Plus, check out the Happy Hour Friday 
when we talk to Will Byron about the season-ending race in Phoenix? That's why I'm rooting for Byron. Byron's my guy. I'm rooting for him. And you know why? Because he's a fantasy player and he's coming on our show. It doesn't take much to get my loyalty. We'll be right back. Matthew Barry's easy. You heard it here. Totally. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. I know how to run a hair salon. But for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner, too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. On DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly, plus all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code BARRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Time for a little early line alert, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. Jay, what do you got your eye on this week? Look at the total, Connor, and Cowboys-Eagles. It's 46 at the moment. I think that's a little bit low. I don't think the Cowboys can run the ball. I don't really understand why they can't, but they can't. They can throw the ball, though. Dak coming up two excellent performances, and you can beat the Eagles through the air. I also think Jalen Hurts cannot run at the moment. He had four carries for six rushing yards last game favoring his knee, limping to the line of scrimmage. I think that actually helps the total because less Jalen Hurts rushing, less Eagles rushing in general means more throwing the ball, less clocks uh, moving, moving, moving. So I think that this is going to be a shootout uh, and it will go over. What about you, Lawrence? Yeah, I'm looking at this Chiefs-Dolphins. Now you think offense, offense, offense. The Chiefs have a top five defense. The Dolphins have gotten back Jalen Ramsey. They're getting back Xavier Howard. They'll also get back Javon Holland. I don't know who I'm picking to win this game yet, but I might just pick that under on this one there in uh, old Germany. Matthew? By the way, I agree with that. I like the under at 51 on this on this game as well. I mean, Chiefs defense have been uh, has been really good as well. They're the second best pass defense in the NFL. Miami's the seventh over the last four weeks as well. It's over in Germany. Like, who knows how they adjust. Like, it'll take a little while. But I like the Chiefs minus two and a half as well. After getting embarrassed by Denver, they're going to correct this as well. We have yet to see the Dolphins show up against a good team. 
Every time they've played a quote-unquote good team, they've lost and they've lost big, and they've lost by more than two and a half. Uh, in weeks in which Mahomes is less than a three-and-a-half-point favorite, he's 14-4 and four, uh, against the spread. So, yeah, man, give me, give me Mahomes to rebound. You know, less than three-point un- favorite? Yeah, he covers the two-and-a-half. Last yeah. weekend might have been a real wake-up call for that Thousand Chiefs percent. team. Finally, for me, I like the Colts minus two-and-a-half over the Panthers. Bryce Young has looked a lot better, but I simply think Zach Moss and Jonathan Terrell will be able to run the football. All right, it's closing time. Don't have to go home. I can't stay here for Jay Lawrence and Connor. I'm Matthew. Much love. Yeah, it's a me and Luigi. Goodbye. Oh, no. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> a Peace sick, Peace a out sick to reemergence. <laughs> I was told we only had a few seconds left. That's that, that, that keeps it going. Uh, that's very upsetting. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.